Welcome to the Class of the Little Sass podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Millspaw, best-selling author and award-winning motivational speaker with over 20 years in the personal development industry. I believe that the more you know, the more you grow. With each podcast episode, I will educate and empower you, girlfriend to girlfriend style, on how to create a happy life from motherhood guidance, career and business advice, to feeling confident in your relationships and everything in between. This is Real Talk Radio. Let's jump right into today's episode. Hello, friends. It's that time. It's time to deep dive into something juicy. I just want to thank you for joining me. I couldn't do this without you. And thank you for just listening, sending off reviews, helping with the downloads and the numbers and all the things. And without you, this wouldn't be all that fun. You know, it'd be just me talking to myself into a microphone. But um, you make it more fun. So thank you for being here. I just want to give kudos to you. So today's episode is actually a part of my book that's coming out. And I'm still not sure if we're going to do it before Christmas or not. It's more, you know, such a marketing thing, you know, come on, y'all, anybody that's done online digital marketing or any kind of promotion or launch, you kind of play that game. Is it good to launch something around Christmas time or should I take a pause and do it first quarter of 2024? So I'm going back and forth, but I know that for myself, I want to hold my book in my hands before Christmas, before the new year. It was kind of one of those, it was on the list. Yes, you caught me. I'm busted. It was on the new year's resolution list. It really was published book this year and I'm so dang close. So it's a personal thing, but just to kind of get into that, I'm going to give you today kind of a, a deeper dive, more personal version of the first chapter, which is permission to be intuitive. And I really wanted to go here because us girls, we get labeled a lot of things and one of them is crazy, right? Or she's just an emotional mess or you're too emotional, or if you've ever heard you're too sensitive, um, or, you know, or you've been in that toxic relationship where they make you feel crazy because you're making up stuff. When you come to find out at the end of the day, you were right all along. And that was just that person deflecting you know, putting you in that spotlight of something's wrong with you just to try to take off the spotlight on themselves and their wrongdoings. And I've been in that situation. I've been in that situation in love relationships. I've been in that situation in business where others like to kind of give you, I call it a smear campaign. That's kind of the broad term where they like to make you look stupid before you can point the finger and call out their wrongdoings. Again, they're trying to get ahead of their own sin. But girls, there is a difference. And I want you to kind of learn today the difference between emotions versus intuition. Because there's this that fine line of, am I reading into this? Is this my crazy head and overthinking? Or is this really a warning from the Lord? Because intuition is beautiful. It is I call it this little God tap, like a nudge, Carrie, I need you to look over here. That to me is a God thing. That's an intuition. That's not my brain spinning out of control 
it's it's this beautiful relationship that I have cultivated with the Lord of I'm here to help. You know, it's it's that it's more of um an intuition that the Lord wants to keep me safe. Where emotions generally are influenced by our thoughts and triggers and often leading to fear and panic. Panic, panic, that's a great word. Well, intuition serves to be more of uh, just keeping us safe. The Lord wants to to just wrap you in his arms and keep you on the path to the straight and narrow. You know, it goes back to the verse, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into thine own understanding and all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Because that path is so much better, the one the Lord gives us, the one that he directs, when we're off on the bumpy trail in our own brain, in our overthinking mind, that generally is going to go towards fear and panic. So let's go kind of a deep dive into some stories. Again, it's like, oh, was I being intuitive or is this just an emotion? Now, I'm going to give you kind of some strict guidelines. Got to give you the structure before we go into the stories. And I always say the stories is what makes this relatable. You can paint the picture all you want, but you can't pull people into the picture until you share some emotion. You got to get that content is all head knowledge. Emotion is that heart knowledge. Got to pull people in. That's where the relatability comes from. And I personally choose to learn that way too. Give me a story. Give me something that you went through so I can go, oh, okay. Yes. I was in something similar different circumstance, but a very similar picture. And to me, that's just how people learn and absorb. So maybe you're this way too. So let's, let's look at the structure. Where do emotions come from? First and foremost, emotions are an energy emotion. And I love energy because it's scientifically proven and it, and it it justifies that I'm not crazy because as an empath, I always felt energy. I could feel the vibration others gave off. I could feel the vibration up an area gave off, a home, property, cars. I could give off, I could feel the energy off of an antique piece of furniture. And oh, let's put a pin in that and I'll tell you more about that in a second. And that's what energy and motion is. That's what an emotion is. It's an energy and motion. Where does this emotion come from? There's an actual formula and I want you to write this down. Your emotions come from your thoughts. And again, as an empath, sometimes we're like, well, I just walked by something and immediately I felt something. Was it my emotion or was it someone else's emotion? You know, that kind of teeter-totter thought process that we have a lot of the times in our heads. I want you to sometimes when you think or feel something, do a replay. Where did this emotion come from? What was I thinking, doing? looking at? Who was I around right before I felt this emotion? Because a lot of the times there was a thought right before the yucky feeling showed up and it works both ways. Maybe there's a yummy feeling. Okay. Yucky, yummy. We're going to do that kind of scaling of, of keeping score of these emotions, yucky and yummy. That's simple and easy. Yucky emotions. What was I thinking right before that yucky emotion? Was it dumb thoughts? Like I'm not good enough. Maybe they won't accept me. Maybe I um, won't get the job or the promotion, or maybe that guy won't ask me out on a second date or, you know, all the yucky stuff. What thoughts showed up first? The yummy thoughts or the yummy emotions. What yummy thoughts were before that? Was it a compliment? Was it someone like, Ooh, I think that person likes me. They're going to come talk to me. 
creating a yummy emotion? Was it a thought of, I know I'm going to get this job. I'm more than qualified. I'm so set up. This is just a God thing. It's meant to be yummy emotion. Yummy thought equals yummy emotion. Yucky thought equals yucky emotion. You see the pattern here? I know this is so like grade five kindergarten, but just bear with me. I like to sim simplify things instead of overcomplicating things with large words, trying to prove I'm extra smart. I don't think that's necessary. So thoughts turn into emotions. And this is the part that gets where we kind of can go one of two directions, one going downhill, one going uphill. Our emotions will create an action, which creates the outcome. This can go in a bad way. You can spiral, you know, that, that overthinking thought turned into an over yucky feeling emotion, which turns into an action that's going to create some regret, right? Or yummy thought equals yummy emotion turns into a yummy action and outcome. Like that feeling like, oh my goodness, I so am going to contact that person because I think they might have a connection to a job position okay, yes, this feels good. This feels good. Yummy feelings, yummy feelings. Let me, let me text or call or email, whatever that looks like this person. And it could turn into a connection. That's going to get you that land, you that dream job or that dream client, whatever that looks like. You can see how it escalates or is this going to go downhill fast? If it's a yucky thought, it turns into a yucky emotion, turns into a yucky action, which turns into a really crappy, yucky outcome. Okay. So that's the structure, the formula to our thoughts turns into emotions, emotions create actions, and that becomes the outcome. Sometimes we don't even realize we did all of that until we get to the outcome and like, crap, how did I get here? Like I didn't, how did I end up fighting with my favorite person in the whole wide world? How did I get here? Why is this day going South and not North? Do some backtracking, do some for, you know, reverse engineering here somehow, some way. It started with a thought, which is why controlling your mindset is so powerful. You are unstoppable in everything you do. I say this all the time. I feel like a broken record on this podcast. Your thoughts are power. Your brain is powerful. God knew what he was doing when he made that, you know, part of you. He knew it was going to direct your life. Watch your thoughts. Watch them. That's the first step. Observing your thoughts, your patterns then learning how to control them. And what does that look like? I'm thinking something yucky. I'm going to start to feel yucky. Do I want to keep going in this direction today? I don't think so. I've gotten so good where I'm like, whoop, no, 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 no. We don't get to feel yucky today. Not today. You know, it's Satan and you know, it's the enemy trying to pull you backwards. He wants to always destroy your joy and happiness and your peace. That's his job. And he's made it a full-time job. Even when you're sleeping, he's working on that. So know that when you're starting to feel yucky, it started with a thought. And maybe it was the devil. He likes to whisper in your ear dumb stuff and lies. You're not good enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not attractive enough. You're not thin enough. You're not rich enough. You're not all the nuffs. You know, it's like, yuck, I'm so tired of hearing about this. All these shortcomings I have. When the Lord is telling you, you're created in my image. How cool is that? Why are you even thinking in this direction? Why do you have stinking thinking today, Carrie? You were created in my image. You're unstoppable. You have the same power that rose Jesus from the dead. It's called the Holy Spirit who lives within you. How dare you think you're not powerful today? 
I don't care how much money you have in your bank account. I don't care how many wrinkles you've accumulated around your laugh lines today. I don't care how much weight you've gained through stress of a very painful year. I don't care. I put the Holy Spirit in you. You are powerful. You are enough and you are unstoppable. And if this gives you hope, girls, keep replaying that because that's what you get to have every single day that the Lord lives within you. You've got to tap into that power of the Holy Spirit every day, every day. All hours of the day, if I'm being real, because it doesn't take long before the enemy starts to pull at you and pick at you. And then he sees that he's got you off on a tangent somewhere, second guessing your power. And when I say your power, I mean the Holy Spirit power, because we're nothing without him. Just little morals down here. Okay. So as I got off on my little preaching tangent, yes, I'm a pastor's daughter and it's totally obvious at times. Let's go into some real life stories. How do I know, Carrie, if it's an emotional feeling or if it's an intuitive feeling? The clearest answer I can give you is when it's an emotional feeling, it's something you've been dwelling on for a while. If you've been lost in thought, overthinking a particular process, particular situation, there's worry nudging at your heart. You're starting to feel the fear in your heart and there's that feeling of dread. It's heavy. That's an emotion. And it most likely started with a thought that was not healthy. Wasn't for your best interest. Wasn't healthy. Intuition again is just a quick download from the heavens. It really is. And it comes out of nowhere. You weren't even thinking about that situation. You weren't even thinking about that person. All of a sudden, it's like the floodgates just come pouring in and you were just busy doing your own thing, you know, mopping the floor or vacuuming. And all of a sudden, this this powerful intuitive, intuitive thought just presses on you. Go check the stove because you left it on. And you just go and check it. Oh my goodness. Thank you, Jesus, showing me that I left the burner on. That's intuition. Again, the Lord's keeping you safe or he needs you to to just look up and see something. Because again, he's trying to get your attention. You weren't even thinking about that situation. And all of a sudden this download comes out of nowhere. And I'm going to keep calling it that because that's what it feels like. A heavenly upload into your brain. That pressing thought that my friends is intuition. Okay, so let's go deeper with some more fun stories because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell myself today a lot because I've had this happen so many times. I've learned to master the art of intuitive speaking from Jesus versus Carrie's stinking thinking in her brain. Okay, telling on myself. So I've had situations where I've let myself derail, you know, you let let the enemy get into that that brain of yours with some some self-doubt. Self-doubt is a big one, right? It's a super big one. Um, a few years ago, I was getting a contract together to work with a, lar- a large client, big tech industry, as many of you know, and they do a background check. Of course they do. They can't let you into their proprietary information of their intellectual property without making sure you're not a scam artist or have a criminal record because they're opening up, you know, you're not, you're kind of signing a not a non-disclosure or NDA or whatever, but yet it's not quite that, it's not that detailed, but there's still some legal standing here. So they're going to give you a background check. Well, I'd worked for myself for about a decade at this point. And 
you're like, okay, all right, things are different now. I get it. Then when I was employed, you know, 10 plus years ago, let's jump in. Let me fill everything out. You give your social security number, all the things. I don't know why, but no one gave me a time frame. I'm thinking this is an instant, like a credit approval. You're going to hear back within 24 to 48 hours. But instead, I didn't hear anything for a week. So you know what happens when we're left to our own devices and we are left in that quiet waiting space is when the devil gets us, okay? That's a secret. He loves drifters, okay? When you're drifting and you're in that uncertainty space of I'm waiting, limbo, you are his prime target. You are fresh bait. I hate to say it. So sometimes just like keeping busy, keeping productive, keeping going forward, taking steps is the key because the devil loves idle people. That's when he messes with us the most. So Miss Carrie all of a sudden is thinking, what if I was rejected from the background check? And I already know I'm not a criminal, but what if there's like something on my record that I don't know about? Because that happens with security or um, identity theft. As a public figure, I've had myself out there for a long time, over a decade, and you start to go down that stupid rabbit hole of dumb thoughts, which equal dumb emotions. And I started to self-doubt. I'm going to get rejected. Is there something I need to know? How do I look myself up? How do I check? Can I do a background check on myself to see if there's anything weird out there that I don't know about? And again, I have no fear of crimes or criminal behavior. Shoot, I haven't even had a ticket, knock on wood, wherever I can find it. I'm not even superstitious, but I'm afraid to say it out loud. I haven't even had a traffic ticket in over a decade. Easy. Gosh, since Shiloh was little, little. Yeah, at least 10 plus years ago. So I know that's not it, but you start to think, well, I did file bankruptcy back in 2010. Is that a bad mark? I mean, who didn't? I hate to say it, but at that, that time, the list was shorter of who hadn't filed bankruptcy, anyone that had been in the housing industry and went through the tank of 2008 with a crashing market, especially as many properties as my husband and I owned at the time. Unfortunately, that was a black mark we both endured. But you do, you start to think, well, maybe I'm not good enough because of that. You know, again, unforeseen circumstances, didn't know the market was going to crash, multiple properties all underwater. Going through divorce is so much fun. That's sarcasm. So, I go through a lot of dumb, stinking thinking moments. And as the days, hours turn into days and days turn into the weeks, I finally get that email. It's like, sorry, that takes so long. They really go through an extensive search. And I finally got word back. We're good. And it's for their, you know, for their software. And I'm thinking, oh, it's for the software. I mean, no one really was super clear on that step. My HR lovely lady that I work with. Um, didn't really explain the background chart check if it was to get employed with this contract for it to go through. What are you looking for? And I, once I found out it was just to get approved to actually get into their software, this is the guts of their business. So they're going to be very careful who they let in. Well, that makes perfect sense. Again, all it took was, this is why we need it. This is probably how long it's going to take. And I probably wouldn't have gone down that rabbit hole of dumb stuff, right? The stinking thinking. And that's what I call overthinking. If you're ruminating on a thought for too long, do what you can to get away from it. It's not going to go anywhere. It's not going to solve anything. There's no getting that attachment to a bad outcome isn't serving anyone. And it's definitely not serving you. 
And that, my friend, is probably the best advice I could give you throughout this whole podcast. If you see yourself ruminating over a thought, what does that look like? What does that even mean? You're sitting on it and you're just letting it go through your brain over and over and over and over. He doesn't love me or I'm not good enough or I'm not going to get that promotion or I wonder if I'm going to get it. I wonder if they're going to call. I wonder if I'm going to get that email. Should I check my email? Should I check it? Check it? Check it? Check it? What should I do? That my friends is overthinking. That's what rumination is. And it's not doing you any favors. Stop it. Go think about something else. Pop in a movie, listen to your favorite song. What is good energy that you can start to pump into your veins right now? Is it your favorite song ever? Is it a memory that, you know, sometimes me, I love Instagram because I've got highlights after highlights that I save for my own yumminess to go through when I miss my family or I'm missing good times. And just remember how epic life gets to be because I make these little fun videos or I've got these little clips of life and good memories at all times at my fingertips. That will get me out of that stinking thinking quickly. Or start to think about the fun things, the fun memories, the accomplishments, the milestones you've created, all the things get out of that quick. And you know when else ruminating ruminating thoughts come? It seems to always happen at night too. When you just start to lay down, you're like exhausted. I finally, oh, I love my pillow. My sheet smells so good. I'm just laying here. Life is good. I can't wait to go to sleep. And then you're just starting to drift off and you're like, but tomorrow's Monday. Oh, when's my first meeting? Oh, that's right. They needed that spreadsheet. Did I do it? Oh crap. I should really get up and look and see if I did that. Don't you hate that? No, mm -mm. shut that puppy down. Go to sleep. Don't let the the devil just start to stir at you. I swear he sees us sitting still for five minutes and he wants to come mess with you. Now, on the flip side of that, on a positive note, the Lord likes to talk to you too. Sometimes he needs to talk to your heart and he sees you finally stopped. So learn to learn, learn to know the difference between the Lord and the enemy and which voice is which. Generally, the Lord wants to talk to you because there's something really good he wants to help you through. If it's worry, nah, it's not the Lord. The Lord doesn't say thou shalt worry. There's just not anywhere in the Bible. He does tell us not to fret, which is also not to worry. Okay. Fear not. Do not fret. He's like, girl, I got you. Stop. Just stop. <laughs> so that's when, you know, that, that stinking thinking shows up. So I went down that rabbit hole and I thought, is the Lord trying to tell me that I didn't get this and to keep looking for a different client or should I keep looking? You know, it's that feeling of uncertainty. Should I commit? Should I be all in? I was too attached to the outcome, which created a week long stress moment where I didn't really need it. It went through. Everything was fine. Why did I waste my, my whole week worrying about something so stupid? It stole my joy. It robbed me of joy. I know you feel the same way. How many times have you worried and worried about something that ended up working out just fine? Worrying's not giving it any fuel. Worrying is praying for what you don't want. It's a waste of energy. And it's not fun. You'll never get that time back. You'll never I'll never get that week back of worrying about something that wasn't even going to happen. God's got it. You got to let it go. Set it and forget it. You know that intention of set it and forget it just kind of similar to cooking in a crock pot, you know, like you just throw all your soup ingredients in there, turn it on low for the day, walk away, go work, come home to a house that smells amazing. 
I want you to do the same thing with your intentions and your wishes and your dreams and your goals and the things that you really, really want. I want you to set it and forget it. Let the Lord do his peace. Ruminating on it's not going to do anything but make you miserable. Okay. So that's where the emotions come into play. So why is it in business that we get a bad rap, especially? Why do we, why do we always get the, well, you're just too emotional. You shouldn't, it's just business. Have you ever heard that statement? It's just business. It's not personal. Guess what? It's not. I've worked with so many males in my life. Last company I worked with had last company, gosh, back in 2009 to 2013, 14 was 99, at least 95% male. I learned real quick to check your feelings at the door. It's about business. It's about moving the needle forward. It's about making progress. It's about making profits. It's about numbers. There's very little wiggle room in business for an emotional breakdown. You got to move forward. And you'll be more successful in business if you can learn to set those emotions aside, even though they show up, I know they do. You got to get the job done, girls. You've got to make it happen. It's okay to put that, that bad feeling that maybe a coworker made you feel in that moment, put it on a shelf, revisit it later when you can go deeper and go, what was that trying to teach me? Why did I feel that way? Maybe she reminded me of someone else. And there's a a healing that needs to happen there. You know, it's like a little nudge, those triggers of emotion. Again, energy emotion is this pain showing me of what I need to still work on. Because most of the time, a lot of us are going through life without those triggering emotions. If you can't get through your day without feeling like you've stepped on a landmine of emotion, you, my friend, have lots of room to heal. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just awareness. Good news. You've got some healing to do. And guess what? There's lots and lots of resources out there to help you with that. I'm living proof because I used to feel that way. I used to feel like my skin was on the outside of me. You know, like you felt like your skin was inside out. You were so sensitive all the time that everything hurt. Everything was hurt my feelings. Was it because I'm an empath or was it because I needed could be a combination of needing healing and being an empath, but I don't feel like that anymore. I can go through a lot of things. And even if it kind of stings a little bit, you're like, nope, not going to absorb that. That's not, that's a dumb old belief of I'm not good enough. And then that that's, that's a lie. So I'm going to toss that one and I move forward. It doesn't last long where before I would just spiral turn into a sad, woe is me day of, you know, self-absorbing, crying, all that drama that's so unnecessary in life. I am now addicted to happy. I prefer to feel joyful, feel powerful, feel hopeful, feel all the good, yummy emotions that the Lord put into our fun little bodies. Okay. So let me give you another story where I'm going to tell on myself, and then I'm going to tell you more the intuitive stuff. Okay. So you can, again, compare emotion reactions versus intuition and learning the difference. I was working for action coach at the time. I was working for Brad sugars. This was again, back in 2010, maybe 2011, where I was pulled in to run a 52 city tour. I did, I was his publicist for a while. He's the founder of action coach, which is a global company. I grew like a weed in that company. I talk about it here and there in my book as well. Talk about it in past podcasts. But in this particular situation, 
I was getting ready to do kind of promote his three day masterclass, which, you know, costs a small fortune to join because he teaches you how to make millions, not just a couple hundred bucks, but he gives you some inside secrets. And I was new to selling this, but I had already sold him for a year as his publicist. And little did I know that um, he had invited another girl into the office to be interviewed all the way from Australia. Okay. This is when I was listening, living in Las Vegas. So Australia is not close by. It's quite a plane ride. And I had heard of her, but I didn't know her. And she had helped him with other things when, you know, his company was in Australia, which that's where it was founded originally. And there was offices there as well. And all I knew was that she was in the office, in his particular office, getting an interview of some sort. And my, my little insecure brain at the time was like, Oh, I'm going to be replaced. He's going to find a different publicist. I can't believe he didn't tell me. What do you mean she's here? The panic of fear of replacement, which has always been a strong one of mine since I was a little girl and my daughter and my sister, not my daughter, my sister was born when I was four years old. And I had that fear, that belief was born and created and took deep, deep roots into my body. And that's where beliefs come from. They just kind of start with a thought, then they kind of germinate into these weeds in our body. And if you don't kill the weed, it's going to just get worse. It'll grow into this giant beanstalk (laughs) and it just gets worse and worse. So I had this fear of replacement and that trigger is a painful one. I've had it healed. It's, it's very, very minimal now. Um, I used to even be afraid of just having friends that were, that look like me because I thought they would take my place. I had a hard time even having friends that were blonde. And now you look, of course, I have two sisters that are blue eyed blondes like myself, but I almost all my friends are blonde. (laughs) So there's a lot of them. Um, But there was a time and place where I was afraid they would take my place. I don't know why it was just this. It didn't help that my little sister kind of looked like me. And in my, my little four-year-old mind, I'm being replaced. I'm not the baby anymore. You know, it's very similar beliefs to have and very common in a big family. So this particular day, I'm knowing that my boss who hand selected me literally right out of the blue off of social media to be his publicist, I thought he was doing the same thing. Like, oh, I've been working with him for a year. He doesn't think I'm good enough. I'm being replaced. And it was a yucky feeling because I was the superstar. I was used to being you know, the person that got things done. I was used to, you know, kind of leading his brand, his personal brand. So I let myself go down that spiral and it was yucky. And I can't, and I'm ashamed to say I let myself go there. I'm going to be replaced. I'm going to, oh my God, I need this job though. It wasn't just my feelings were hurt. It was like, I'm a single mom. I need this job. So those minutes turned into a couple hours, which turned into my boss coming, you know, into my section of the office and introducing me to her personally, which I, again, I knew of her on Facebook. I think we were even friends on Facebook at the time. He introduces me to her, Carrie, have you met, you know, so-and-so I'm not going to say her name, of course. And I'm like, yes. And again, apprehensive. He's like, she's going to help you launch and sell my masterclass. I thought you needed some support. She's going to help you with the Australia side of the business help get some people launched from that area of the world. 
um, you know, like we're looking out for you, Carrie, we're going to help you join forces with another dynamic team. She's going to help you. You can have it like a team, like a partner now, partner in crime to help you with this big lift we just gave you. So there's two things that shot through my body. One relief, of course, I'm like, oh, you're going to like, first of all, you're not going to take my job. Oh, thank God. Okay. But you're, I'm, this is all on the inside. We didn't show this on the outside. Um, and then the second was you're gonna make my job easier. Yay. I have someone to play with, you know, like someone to work with and a partner in crime for this heavy goal. They just gave me to try to hit this income stream. So it was, you know, relief, twofold relief. And her and I went out, went to dinner that night, got to know her really well. She was awesome. I loved working with her, but see how it was actually for my benefit. And I was turning it into a punishment of some sort. That, my friends, is not intuition. But at the time, I thought, oh, is the Lord telling me I'm losing my job? Should I be looking for a job? Oh my gosh, is it coming? Am I going to get fired? Am I getting replaced? Nope. Not even the littlest bit. Eventually, I did leave that job, but on my own terms, you know, it's kind of nice because I created an exit strategy to do my own business. But do you see how silly and foolish we feel when we let those emotions take over our bodies and our feelings, our mind, how we get to look at ourselves. All it started was with this one silly thought. She's here. What is she doing here? Wonder why they didn't tell me. Oh, they probably didn't tell me because I'm getting replaced by her. Oh, why didn't somebody say something that they're going to, that they're interviewing her? Probably because he didn't know if it was still a fit or if her availability was even there. Of course, she flew all the way around the country to, to meet him, but you know, there was more things involved. So long story short, girls, those are two examples of when I let my sinking thinking take over and that my friend was not intuition at all. And we can let our brains trick us into thinking it's an intuitive response when in fact it's just insecurity on steroids. That's all it is. It started with a very insecure thought the yucky thought that turned into a yucky emotion, which can spiral into a yucky outcome based on your actions. What could that have done if I had let it keep going? I could have stormed into his office, acted like a fool, gotten myself fired. Well, you're an emotional wreck. Maybe you need to go home. Maybe you're not so cut out for this job anyway. Do you see how something so dumb? Or I could have sent a panic email to that first situation I explained to you, that first example, What's going on with the background check? Is there anything weird? Should I check it? Should I look? Is, do, would you like to tell me what's, what you're seeing? Because there's this one thing that happened and then there's this other thing. You would have exuded insecurity, which would have turned into an embarrassing situation, which could have pushed away the very thing you wanted. Thankfully, I didn't let that get that far, but some of us have done that. And there's been situations in my life where I am just as guilty. I'm raising my hand over here just as guilty that I let my own crazy spiral thoughts turn into emotions that turned into an action that made me really, really regret that action. You wish you could take it back. That is not intuition. What does intuition look like? Intuition looks like this. I'll tell you a little story from my book. I was repotting some plants in the backyard 
just having a good old day, enjoying the sunshine. It's Las Vegas. You don't get to play in the dirt very often. You take advantage of it. And this is as close to playing in the dirt as I can get is repotting house plants in my on my back balcony. And I'm having a good time and I'm kind of, you know, like liking the pots that I bought, the colors, the soil. I've got my gardening gloves on. Life is good. You just got all my little tools out. And all of a sudden this thought just hits me. The guy you've been talking to is living with a girl. And it was just like out of the blue. The man you've been communicating with, which I haven't been, I didn't start dating this guy. But out of the blue is just a sinking feeling. He's not telling you the truth. He does live with some girl. It was just like really random energy. And I'm like, well, that's weird. Where did that come from? I wasn't even thinking about him. I didn't even think about this guy at all. In fact, we've not been texting. Not today. I'm plant, I'm potting plants over here. I'm enjoying the sunshine. I'm in a tank top with gardening gloves on. Life is good. I wasn't even thinking of him. Where did this come from? So, you know, girls, we've done this. We can be little CSI agents when we want to be. I had not met this man, just to give you some background. I had not met him yet. We had just exchanged comments on a dating app, which turned into exchanging phone numbers and talking on the phone here or there just briefly and text and social media. I think he found me on every social media platform. So he started following me, I think on Instagram, LinkedIn. I don't think Facebook ever came up. He said he didn't have that or didn't, didn't enjoy Facebook, which eh, we'll see. <laughs> like I'm, I always take that with a grain of thought. Like, yeah, I think that's where your wife lives. That's why. So that's where all your wife and you's pictures are. But um, to go into that, I felt, I asked him, okay, I know you, you said you went through a recent breakup. Are you guys still living together? Nope. Nope. We're not living together. I'm not living with anyone. And he would do what he could to just kind of deflect the conversation, change the topic. So when I did some, some interesting information research, I noticed there was, you could always see it's, it's black and white. It's simple. You go to their posts, you can see a potential girl probably likes every single post. That's probably a girlfriend that's interested or a girl that he's dating. She doesn't have to be tagged in any of the photos either. I mean, again, this, I don't have to tell anybody this It's pretty obvious. But then when you go to the girl's post and her pictures look like his pictures, then you realize, oh, you were together on this camping trip because you have the same photos. Okay. You put two and two together and you realize, okay, you're probably dating. So stupid me. I shouldn't say stupid. I had to close the loop on it because this intuition thing was bugging me. And not that I was like super emotionally invested, but this guy was way beyond flirtatious. Let's just put it that way. When he comes back to Vegas, actually he, he's, he was, I'm in 10, I'm in Vegas. He was in Tennessee at the time. That's where he lived, but I'm looking to explore moving. So he was like, come out to Nashville area, come out to this area, blah, 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 and so on. So there was that conversation of, we need to visit each other. So it was getting there. And I like to save my energy. I'm not going to go meet someone that's a dead end if I don't have to, especially on a plane ride or have them invite them into my city or home. You want to do your, your background. You got to do your due diligence, girls. Okay. Dating's interesting. So I reach out to her and just asked her simple, are you seeing this guy? She's like, huh, well, we've been dating. He's practically living with me. And I'm like, what? Okay. Not only are you dating, he is in your bed every night. You're living together. She's like, and it gets worse. 
he was living with his girlfriend before and he hasn't quite moved out all the way. So he's kind of been going back and forth between the two of us. He's got some stuff at her house, some stuff at my house. I'm like, oh, okay. I for sure don't want to be a part of this. So he's juggling an ex and a current girlfriend and trying to get me involved in the picture too. So that was my sign. Okay, done. Let it go. Not my circus, not my monkeys. But you see how that was a safety God was like, Carrie, don't waste your energy on this person. He's lying. He's playing you and a few other people. Get out of there quick. Sometimes it hurts, but he's trying to look out for you because think about what it would have hurt like if I let it keep going to the point where I'd invited him into my home, come visit me, introduce him to my daughter, that kind of thing. So the Lord will always shut a door quickly. Again, rejection is not Oh, goodness, I can't even remember my own saying. Rejection is protection in God's redirection. Okay, rejection sucks, doesn't it? It hurts. But when you see it from a God point of view, it's not so bad. Rejection is protection and God's redirection. It's going to steer you somewhere else better for you. So that, my friends, is an intuitive download. That's what that looks like when you're instantly like, what? Where did this come from? I wasn't even thinking about it. That is intuition. That is the Lord speaking to your soul. That is your spidey senses going off, not your brain overthinking. There's a difference. I've worked with so many clients that let their spidey senses talk them into thinking it's intuition and it's not. It's just their own little overreactive brain. Learn to know the difference because you will save yourself so much grief, so much wasted energy on worrying about something that's not even there. Worrying about a boogeyman that's not there at all. Just turn on the light. Yep. See, it wasn't never the boogeyman. Told you. That's what the Lord wants to do all the time. He sees us down here just ruminating over stupid stuff. It's not the boogeyman. Carrie, turn the light on. See, it was just a coat hung over a chair. There's nobody in the chair. You know, it's just like that kind of aha. Oh my goodness. I can't believe how dumb I am sometimes. Lord, don't you just get tired of these dumb sheep down here that we are? You know, it's literally all we are. Just he refers to us as sheep for a reason. They're kind of, they're not the brightest animal if you've done your research. With love. I say that with love. And so does the Lord. So I want you to take away from this episode learning what's intuition, learning what's emotion, learning if it is an emotion, where did it come from? What thought created to start this, this emotional feeling? And if it's a yummy emotion, keep thinking it, sister. You deserve to feel so good all the time. Don't stop those. Those happy emotions are good. Me like, oh, I get to really think about how fun today was and hung out with the family. We went through a corn maze. You know, this was my day yesterday as I'm recording this in the fall. Yay, it rained on us, but so what? We were looking at pumpkins and we had hot, fresh cinnamon donuts and hot cider and I got to smell the fresh air. What is that doing to my body right now? I'm starting to feel all kinds of good vibes, all kinds of good energy. The gratitude is pouring out of my veins. My heart is feeling full. Then I'm going to keep extending that and keep expanding it because that's a yummy emotion. Don't push those away. You are worthy. You don't self-sabotage it. Don't self-reject. You are worthy of this happy feelings. Because a lot of the times we're like, oh, yeah, but something bad will probably happen. I'm not good enough for this yummy feeling. I'm going to self-sabotage here because I don't feel worthy. No, let it happen. Give that energy some steroids, like let it expand, pour some water on it, 
fuel it up, give it some sunshine, watch it grow. The yucky stuff is what I want you to just curb it, put it on a shelf, save it with a, an emotional therapy type of, you know, appointment, see a therapist about it, see a healer, uh, any kind of life coach, anyone that's forward thinking, work with them. Say, thank you for that little, little emotion, that twinge, that, that, that feeling that needs to be healed, that hurt that's still there that I need to work through. Thank you for showing your head to me, like rearing its head. Thank you for that pain reminder that that emotion has damaged a part of me. And I don't want to live with that. You wouldn't walk around with a cut that's still gaping open, bleeding everywhere. So why would you continue to live with an emotion that's never been healed? You don't have to. There's people that can help you. They're everywhere. Your mental health is very important to me and your emotional well-being. So just saying, say thank you. That still hurts. I get to work on that. I'm going to, I'm going to write it in my notebook or journal about it or put it in a thought somewhere to revisit that with the Lord in prayer or my therapist, my Sunday school teacher, my pastor, my mentor, whatever that looks like. You've got support all around you. Go to a trusted advisor and then work through it. Please, please, please. Now, another, it's just a simple, another intuition was again, it's just sometimes it's God just nudging you. Like I mentioned before, you're mopping and you're like, oh, the stove. And you go check it and you've got to turn the burner off. You forgot to turn it off or something else that you left running in the other room or, oh, oops, I left the bathtub running. Now it's overflowing and flooding the bathroom. Those are all little wonderful intuitive nudges the Lord gives us all the time. And when I was looking for a place to live in Traverse City, again, I've, and I've mentioned this on past episodes, I was in the middle of editing my book. God said, you know what, Carrie, stop pouring yourself over multiple real estate type places or websites and apps, Zillow, Realtor.com, all the things. Stop. Just stop looking at places to live. Stop. I've got you. I didn't give you this assignment if I didn't, wasn't going to see you all the way through. Go work on something else. Stop losing sleep over this, sister. I got you. I should say child. I'm the child of the king. Not sisters. I got enough of those. So the Lord literally, I was in the middle of editing my book when he just was, okay, pause, look at your phone. First thing that pops up on Facebook is a post. I need someone to take over this lease. And that's when I knew it was mine. It's hit so many buttons, like checked enough boxes and I didn't even know what I knew today or knew recent events. I didn't know. I just knew it was mine. That was my spot. I was going to live there. I didn't even know the details yet. I didn't even know the location. I knew it was in Traverse City, but I didn't know the actual location. So that's how God works. That's what an intuitive download looks like. He just will nudge you, tap you on the shoulder, look up, pay attention go here, go there, whatever that looks like. And he will continuously do that. And my sister's intuition is a beautiful thing. It's a God thing. The emotional stuff is a brain thing. It's a human thing. Take those emotions and overactive thinking and, and rumination and worry to the Lord, lay it at the feet of Jesus and leave it there. Leave it there. Don't go back and pick it up tomorrow. 
Don't say, okay, God, I'm going to leave this job search with you, but I'm going to come back and check on it every five minutes. That's not what the Lord recommends. Leave it with me. I'll let you know when it's time. I will nudge you. I will give you that intuitive hit when it's time to look up and you will notice, ah, there's that job post or, oh, there's that person. Or I'm going to give you a quick intuitive download where call so-and-so or reach out to this person. I get the best ideas when I'm usually in activity motion, when I'm walking on the treadmill, driving in the car, washing my hair in the shower, blow drying my hair, putting your makeup. I seem to get the best intuitive downloads from the Lord then because I'm not even in it, not even hunting, searching online, going through websites. That's when he's like, Hey, Carrie, remember so-and-so reach out to them today. Try that Avenue. Let's see what that door, if that door opens or not for you. And that my friends is how you distinguish emotion from intuition. And as always, I'm going to recommend having a relationship with the Lord. Nothing is better. You will not make a better decision in your entire life than to give your life to Jesus. Big hugs, big love. As always share this with someone that also goes through this that you know and love. Don't hoard the episode, share it with a friend, and I will see you on the next episode. Hi there, friend. If you enjoyed this episode, do me a favor and double check that you're subscribed or following. And if you've got a quick 30 seconds, it would mean the world to me if you could leave me a five-star review and share what you specifically liked about this episode. 